Hi everybody, I'm John Sherwood and this is my podcast where I seek to fuel faith in Jesus in the 21st century. I'm a minister of the gospel and believe in making disciples who make disciples because Jesus really is beautiful and amazing and worth following with everything that we have. You can check out more resources at my website, johnsherwood.com, where I write about the intersection of faith and modern culture, as well as Bible study, leadership, and faith interviews, all designed to help ignite and fuel faith in Jesus Christ. And with all that, let's dive into the episode. Hey there, everybody. This is John Sherwood, part of johnsherwood.com and the community where we seek to fuel faith in Jesus in the 21st century. Today, we're actually going to be on an interview call with Guy Hammond, who helps to lead a ministry called Strength and Weakness. This Strength and Weakness ministry has specialized and focused in helping to bridge the gap between the LGBTQ community and the Christian community, where there have historically been so many walls and barriers and tensions. And Guy, we're just so grateful to have you on here with us today. Yeah, thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. So, Guy, I know that I was able to uh, get really involved with your ministry about six, seven years ago and get to know you and your family. And uh, it's been an incredible joy just to get to know you and your story a little bit more. If you wouldn't mind, why don't you tell our audience a little bit uh, just about your story and about how you uh, came to know Jesus and how you came to bec- uh, how you came to lead this strength and weakness ministry? How did all that come about? Yeah, you know, uh, I lived an active gay life until I was 24 years old. Um, During that period of time, I had a boyfriend for 10 years, and there was even a period of years there where I was involved in the gay community in downtown Toronto. I grew up going to church, but in my late teens, really gave up on that, really not thinking that uh, church was a safe place for somebody like me. Uh, After uh, several years, though, of just kind of doing my own thing and being a part of the gay community in downtown Toronto, you know, I really, uh, by that time, had acted out hundreds of times with different men. I really tried everything I knew to do in order to, you know, make myself happy, take care of the emptiness I, I felt in my heart, and uh, just really nothing was working. And um, by the time I was 24, I was, uh, I knew my life was in trouble. I didn't know where to go for help, but, um, you know, in um, God's perfect timing, he sent someone who invited me to church where I was able to learn about uh, what it really meant to be a Christian, and um, so I uh, decided to become a Christian, and I left that life behind forever. That was in August of uh, 1987, so 30 years ago, and I've not participated in any kind of homosexual activity since my conversion uh, 30 years ago. Wow. Um, over the years, you know, since becoming a Christian, what's that? I was just saying, that's awesome. Praise God. Yeah, so over the years... Um, you know, God just really blessed my life. Um, ended up getting married uh, to an amazing and beautiful woman, Kathy, and had four great kids and um, ended up becoming a minister. Uh, and uh, pa- I was pastoring a church in Eastern Canada. Um, but while doing that, just kind of came to the conclusion, uh, John, that, um, you know, most churches were not equipped um, in order to really be able to help people who came from homosexual background, who, but who were trying to find Jesus. And a lot of Christians were not dealing with this topic in a very holistic, respectful, uh, or spiritual manner. So I decided to start this ministry. It was about 12 years ago now. And um, the ministry has really grown over the years to where we're now helping thousands of uh, people in 58 countries around the world. So um, that's, that's what's going on. That's why I started it. 
That's amazing. And so you can actually go, if you're interested and learn a little bit more about this ministry at their website, strengthandweakness.org. And I know uh, recently you have been um, obviously through a lot, even in your own personal and family life, uh, as you know, your wife of 27 years uh, just recently passed after a bout with cancer. And uh, I know that that has really taken a, a, a huge, enormous toll on you, on your family, on your local church community, uh, and your ministry as well. Maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, just sort of what that journey has been like, and then also kind of what the future is looking like for your strength and weakness ministry. Yeah, thanks. My wife, Kathy, um, as you said, we'd been married for 27 years, Kathy was absolutely my best friend, um, my soulmate, uh, person in the world I felt safest with. And um, so it's a huge um, life altering event to lose her, obviously. Mm. Uh, she was a healthy woman. She was 55 years old. She was very active. Uh, you know, she did yoga and hiking and kayaking and she ate well and really took good care of herself. Um, so it was quite a shock when we found out she had brain cancer. She was diagnosed in uh, August of 2017. And at that time, it was stage four glioblastoma. So she, told, she was told she only had a year to live. Mm. And, and as it turned out, she lived a year and two, two weeks from the time of diagnosis. Um, but she was a, uh, you know, just incredible, incredibly faithful woman, a godly woman. And um, she did not fear death. Uh, she was not afraid of that. She really looked forward to going to heaven to be with God forever, and that gave her a lot of a lot of peace. Um, and she was really determined to try to fit in as much life as possible in the year that she had remaining. So we did a lot of great things as a family, had a lot of fun. We got to say our goodbyes, and um, she was able to have some great talks with our kids, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, I would say the last you know four or five months were pretty tough. Uh, we we took care of her here at home uh, for a period of months, doing the best we could, and then she eventually went into a hospice facility. Uh, we're you know twenty four hour care there, and um, she was there for a couple months, and then she passed. So yeah, you know, I'll tell you, um, uh, grief is a bear. Uh, it's really. Uh, you know, taking it out of me. I mean, I knew I was going to be sad and lonely. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be like this. Um, you know, I have been uh, just so sad. You you just happened to interview the saddest and loneliest man you've ever met. Like, I'm just really struggling through life. Um, I'm uh, exhausted all the time. I'm um, my I'm I'm foggy mentally. I have a hard time making decisions. I am uh, just just even to do sometimes the simplest chores, you know, seems overwhelming to me. Uh, just to get out of bed and function some days is all is all I can uh, do. And um, you know, I've just really lost my I don't know my zest or my enthusiasm for life. Like um, I feel like you know I've lived a great life. I've traveled. I've seen the world. I've raised a great family. My kids are all moving on now to live their own lives. Now that my wife is gone, I'm by myself. So it's kind of like, man, what is there, what is there left to do? You know, what is, what's God's plan for my life? I'm not, I'm not really sure. Hmm. Um, so anyway, to get help, you know, I've, I've joined a grief support group and that's been helpful just to talk with people who, 
are going through the same kind of thing to get um, some perspective and direction. Um, so I've been doing that for a couple months now, but I'm recognizing that this is going to be something that's going to take uh, years to get over it, not months. Um, and, uh, you know, even with my strength and weakness ministry, I have a staff, a volunteer staff of 10 people who helped me run the ministry. And even with them, I've had to say, guys, you, you're going to have to pick up the slack and really help me because I'm not the man I used to be. And I just don't have the energy, the wherewithal, the mental sharpness that I used to have. And, um, I don't know when it's all going to come back. So, uh, you know, I'm really relying on trusted friends and, and, and people in my ministry just to really help pull it all together because I'm not, I'm just not able to do what I, what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing that. Obviously. I mean, it's, it's, um, a very difficult time and, and one that I, I would imagine that many in our audience might be able to relate to in various capacities, you know, and uh, losing a loved one um, to whatever degree it is, I know affects all of us. Yeah. And um, yeah. I'm just really grateful for your vulnerability and um, even your honesty about, Hey, like, I don't know exactly how this is all going to look and work and, and where this is all going in terms of my life, my ministry. And I'm just in the depths of this grief. You know, I'm just, I'm literally walking in this shadow of, of, of death in this Valley. And I just want to encourage you, bro, that God is obviously there walking with you and, um, and the impact that you have had and continue to have, uh, is really profound, you know, and I, and I know that Kathy was very, very proud of you and of the work that you were doing and proud to be a part of that with you and to be able to travel the world with you and be able to speak with you and be able to really impact so many hearts, you know, on, um, both sides of the fence of faith. And, uh, I'm just really grateful, uh, that you'd be willing to even share right now with me and this platform. And so, um, you mentioned that you have uh, some volunteer staff uh, around the country, around the world, really, that help with the Strength and Weakness Ministry. Maybe you can uh, yep. share a little bit about them and what they do and kind of the scope of your ministry and, and what uh, your ministry is really setting out to do and, and what you're focused on and who the people are that you're focused on trying to help. Yeah, you know, when I started the ministry 12 years ago, it was pretty simple. My initial goal was to try to find 30 people to help. 30 Christians who come, who like me, come from a homosexual background, but now as followers of Jesus, you know, still have same-sex attractions. Um, but the ministry really just very quickly grew. Uh, we found 30 in the first week, and, you know, within a couple months, we were past 500 and just got bigger and bigger and bigger. But along with that growth came the realization that uh, I needed to broaden my horizons in terms of the, the kinds of people that we would help. It went from just trying to help Christians who live with same-sex attractions to recognizing, wow, uh, for instance, uh, there's a lot of parents and family members out there who've got a, a gay loved one, uh, somebody in their family that they care about, but are really unsure on how to really be able to help uh, their loved one in that situation. And so we started a parents ministry where we now have parents from all over the world uh, that we're helping, where we have online support groups, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, another area of ministry that became um, obvious, but I had not been expecting, and that was in a transgender ministry. Mm. Um, but in today's world and culture, where uh, that is just on, uh, on the front lines of, of today's news and something that's really being addressed in our educational system and the media, uh, we started getting a lot of questions about all things transgender. 
Uh, and there was a, just a tremendous young man who I'd become friends with. His name's Brandon, uh, who was actually transgender. When he was 18 years old, he had a complete sex change and um, uh, lived his life as a, as a woman until he was in his mid-20s. Um, then was invited out to church and on his own came to the conviction and conclusion that his best way to honor and glorify God was to go back to God's initial intent for his life. So he went back to living as a man again. Um, so he seemed to be an obvious place to go to for help and direction. And so Brandon now oversees my transgender ministry and does an amazing job helping people all around the world mm. in that. <clears throat> Excuse me. We also have a ministry for women specifically where we have uh, women who are faithful and godly women. They're same sex attracted, uh, but they've really maneuvered their uh, wear through those rocky waters with a lot of faith and courage and so they help women all around the world i've got an aids ministry hiv and aids ministry again something i had initially considered but there are certainly christians who have hiv and aids and uh, they need help and encouragement so we've got an amazing brother from new york city who um is a faithful godly man he's same-sex attracted he himself has aids but he's also a, a professionally trained counselor uh at an aids clinic and so he um uh, helps our ministry so there's just a, a broad spectrum and we went from hey we're just trying to help christians who are who live with same-sex attractions to all these other things right um i'm not sure what what we can add to um our portfolio moving forward but as the ministry grows i mean what we want to do is meet needs we want people to know that just because you're same-sex attracted just because you live with transgender uh, issues or temptations, just because you have AIDS or HIV, just be, whatever these things are, listen, we want people to know that these should not be uh, game changers in your ability to be able to follow Jesus and live a faithful, godly life, a life that um, you know would really honor and glorify God. And so whatever area of brokenness is, we want people to know that you can absolutely live an amazing Christian life. And a lot of times people think, I can't live as a Christian with, uh, with these temptations or different challenges in my life we want you to know that's that's not that's true right. so that's really what we're focusing on our ministry john isn't necessarily evangelistic in nature we're not trying to get out and try to find all the gay people and bring them in that said we're certainly an educational tool where we teach and educate christians on how to in a real pragmatic way know how to share their faith with their gay friends and neighbors in a way that doesn't offend people but also continues to lift up the uh, the biblical truth of uh, the biblical sexual ethics. So um, that's the other thing our ministry does. A lot of education is we're trying to help Christians uh, know how to be able to deal with this within their communities. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, I think a lot of times what we found, uh, especially historically in the Western church is that um, there's such uh, animosity and such tension between uh, those that are in the church and those that are in um, the gay community or the LGBTQ community. And one of the things that I know I have personally appreciated so much about what you guys are doing is that you're really helping to equip Christians on how to, as you just said, 
be able to interface with those that are in the LGBTQ community, whether it's someone out in the community or in the workplace or someone in your own family, in a way that is honest, in a way that's true to the biblical sexual ethic, but also in a way that's compassionate and respectful and far more effective. Because I think a lot of times what I found is that there's so many barriers up already, whether we were a part of putting them there or not, uh, we've got to figure out how can we be a part of dismantling them. And I think that your ministry is so critical for that process of helping us as Christians learn how to do what Jesus came to do, which was to reconcile people to God and to one another. And I'm so grateful for how your ministry is a part of that. You know, and I know that moving forward after this loss of your wife and this um, um, enormous, massive shift in your own personal life, as you look forward to the future of Strength and Weakness Ministry, and maybe someone out there is listening to this, someone a part of the johnsherwood.com audience or whatever, and they're wanting to know, how can I learn more? How can I get involved? How can I help support what you're doing? Where would you direct them? And what are maybe one or two things that you would think would come to the surface on how they can really help support this ministry? Yeah, thank you. Certainly go to my website, strengthinweakness.org. There's a ton of information there that's all just free. It's just all available. Uh, you know, so many questions, some of the most common and most often asked questions are really just answered there. So a ton of, a ton of material there. For people who are same-sex attracted and trying to live a Christian life, there's a, there's a small fee, eight bucks a month you can join. And uh, if you do that, there's uh, devotionals, quiet times, testimonials, uh, support groups that you can join, a whole bunch of stuff that's available to you there as well. The other thing um, that would be worthy of me mentioning, John, is that um, a couple of years ago, a uh, documentary filmmaker uh, from Texas attended one of my workshops and afterwards came up and said, hey, you know, amazing story. We'd love to be able to make a movie about your life and your ministry. Anyway, the movie has been three years in production. It's called Finding Guy. Uh, and so... <laughs> Finding Guy is just about completed. It's going to be released in the spring of 2019. And um, if people are interested in watching, you can actually see Finding Guy for free. Just go to my website, uh, strengthandweakness.org. You, you'll see a very, very clearly there uh, an advertisement for the movie Finding Guy. Uh, just click that link. And if you just put in your email address when the movie is released in the spring, you'll be able to uh, get free access to be able to watch the movie Finding Guy. But the movie is really great because it's a, a tremendous educational tool. Uh, we, I was at a premiere of it in Texas um, a couple months ago. And there was a, um, uh, uh, actually a couple of people from the gay community who actually came to that and came up to me afterwards and was like, wow, amazing, amazing. man! they just loved it. Another man came up and said, you know, I had so many questions about uh, homosexuality and how it related to me and matters of faith. And he said, uh, you know, I just watched your movie. It answered all my questions. So, um, yeah, I think it's a tremendous uh, educational tool for Christians to be able to watch. It will really, really uh, help you, just even in your own evangelism, besides the fact that it's just a really well-done movie. Right. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Guy, for sharing that. Again, thank you for taking the time to share with us here and to be able to talk a little bit about this uh, ministry that I believe is so vital and critical. If you haven't already had a chance, please go and check out the ministry there, strengthandweakness.org, and please help consider, uh, or consider please helping Guy's ministry and all of those that he's impacting and affecting throughout the world. Guy, thank you so much, and thank you for helping to fuel faith in the 21st century. Thanks, John. Really appreciate you being a part of the group today. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to this Faith Fuel podcast. We look forward to seeing you next time.